0: welcome to a new exciting podcast created by business and life coach Madhu Einsiedler and hosted by Adina Arhiri. You are listening to the second part of the series dedicated to the subject of introversion and extroversion. Do you agree that being introvert carries a negative connotation? Have you ever wondered why? Or maybe you'll find that this labeling has no grounds at all. Listen to this podcast and write down your own questions, thoughts, and explore with us. Would you say that um, introversion refers to people who maybe think too much as opposed to extroversion, which means taking action instead of thinking? And again, why would that be Mm -hmm. a bad thing?
1: Yeah. Well... Um, and I'm still referring back to, to the model of Jung. So he talks about where do we get our energy from, and then he talks about um, based on what are we making our decisions. You can, according to Jung, you can make your decisions based on facts or based on feelings, like gut feeling. And based on facts, I can be, like, I, I can tend uh, more towards introversion or more towards extroversion. So introversion, um, I base my decision on facts and I'm really interested in details. So I need a lot of facts for feeling secure about making my own decisions. On the extrovert extrovert side, extro, whatever, um, the facts are important but i don't need as many facts in order to make my decision um i hear like 2 3 facts and i form my image and and i'm more like the go 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 uh, type so let's get things done i'm the mo- the motor uh, the motor i think that there is like a general perception as if those get things done would be a good thing and making quick decisions would be a good thing. Um, but for me it's also true that it really depends on the situation. Sometimes it's good to go deeper and do more research and get more details and sometimes it's good to have a motor to push forward. and, and for me, the solution is always to have a team that balances those preferences out, because yeah, sometimes the motor is good, but sometimes it's good to really look deeper and and um and to have more facts on the table and and to slow down your decisions and either um automatism really. Has its advantages in certain situations and has its fault in certain situations. But as it is, we just like to simplify, and then we say, "Oh, quick decisions are better." And going going into detail just takes way too much time, and people are just slow deciders. And it and, and that's just not true. But
0: this is where I and, and I'm just asking out of common sense. I don't have fact (laughs) data but let's say the the president of a big corporation uh, i i cannot imagine making a, a big decision uh only for the sake of making a decision because there's pressure i feel like there has to be facts and data and it's funny because i read an article recently and i just don't remember where it was and it was disgusting the, the the idea that actually a lot of um, a lot of managers and and um, people in higher positions in the business world they actually are introverts, but because they keep to themselves, they are just not that easily noticed. You know what I mean? My uh, my core question, so to speak. And I, this, I'm speaking for myself. I frankly feel like these words should not exist. I feel like there is so much division, and just look at the words related that I was telling you earlier about from Merriam-Webster. Only if you look at uh, "wallflower" as opposed to "show off," and to qualify a person as introvert slash wallflower and an extrovert slash show off is just so radical and extreme to me. It's like from one end to to another. But unfortunately, we just hear these a lot. And then we have the kids, the small kids, and I have noticed how it's a contradiction. We want to teach them to be outgoing, to show their talents. And at the same time, we want to teach them to be wallflowers when needed so what do we do what do we do with that how do you feel about teaching you spoke about Jung earlier but how should we teach kids for example is there is there a rule out there or are there any research is there any research done should kids be taught to be outgoing to be extroverts and show off or they should be taught to reflect and mind their own business, and and be um, not necessarily shy, but it would be qualified as introvert by the current uh, standard. So how should we go, for example, with that? We, and I know I jumped from uh, business people to to kids, but I feel it's a it's a pretty important connection because these are the people who will grow up and and make things happen. And while they grow up they will hear
1: this introvert, extrovert thing. Well, my preference is, um, and it is with kids as it is with with business people or um, private clients I have. So my preference is to see, like with kids, to see what is there. Like every kid and and parents will um, agree to that. So every kid comes already with a with a personality so they show their personality pretty early um, e- even when they're when when the, the mothers are still pregnant they, they they can they have a feeling of uh, okay this is now more quiet child or uh, or it, it's a, a more lively child more energetic and then when when, when the children are born they they already have their way to be in this world and I think the 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 gift that we can really give them is whatever they bring to accept it and and not to put it in a uh, in a box really but but to help them accept themselves so and then when they maybe come back and say, "Oh, mom, and I was called an introvert in, in school, and and what is that? What does it really mean?" And then make to to help them understand that this is just a label that other people use because it's easy for them, or because they don't really want to um, go go deeper, and it's just easy for them to to put people in a box and. But help the children not to put themselves in such a box. And when when clients who have been put in a box by others and then who have learned to put themselves into a box, when they come uh, to my my coaching sessions, I help them to and I support them in in seeing the box that they put themselves in. And so. And and the, the introvert, introversion box, at least over here, I'm not sure how, how it is in the States, at least over here, it's often a box that is that they don't value highly themselves. So they come with a lot of bad thoughts about themselves, like where they, they have thoughts in their head, like, okay, you, you need to be more pushy. Um, you need to speak up you need to be louder you you need to take the stage although they feel that that's not something they're comfortable with um, and then they're kind of degrading themselves for the way they are and and what i'm i'm supporting them with is to to learn to accept the way they are to see where they um, constrain themselves by those thought thoughts, and and find their way and see the value that they bring. I, I like to to compare it like with with animals. I say, well, you're let's say you're a snake and you think you should a you should be a bird, and and you just make yourself miserable by comparing yourself to a bird all the time. Um, and and you're not appreciating and you you don't even feel what you bring into this world by being a snake or the other way around the the bird wants to be a snake and that that's for me the the really crazy thing that um, and, and that for me is what parents really can do to help their children accept who they are if they are a bird then that's beautiful if they are a snake then that's beautiful well where do you think this desire comes from where do you
0: think this even the um, the perception that extroversion is good the push to be outgoing to be loud what would happen if let's say there are 30 kids in a classroom or 30 professionals in a meeting, if they all started to be loud and outgoing. Where do you think this is coming from as, as people inside? What are we trying to achieve with with wanting to
1: stand up, be outgoing, be loud? If there if there is someone who gets the energy from interaction, then they think everybody should get energy from interaction, should recharge from interaction. And since they are the ones who go out and push into the world and think that that's the right thing because it, it is right for them, because this is how they recharge, then we tend to assume that the others should Exactly, be as we are. And and since those people are the ones who go out and look for interaction, they think that other people also should go out and look for uh, and look for interaction. If I'm someone who gets the energy from myself, then I'm content being with myself. So I would not uh, go to you and ask you to interact with me, but I also would not go to you and ask you to not interact with me. Well, people do. They, they say leave me alone because I, I, need, students, I need my space. But, but since they're not as loud and pushy, I think it, it just doesn't get as much attention out there. You know, it's, it's, it's not as obvious. And and, and and I think you just said it before, like the, the CEOs, where you have to, where you have read the article about that a lot of CEOs are introverts, but since they just do the things they do and don't um, put it on a stage all the time, um, they are not as um, as obviously they're not as obvious and they are not as recognized. So th- th- that could be something, some some explanation to, to your question.
0: You have listened to the second podcast of the four-part series that tackles introversion and extroversion. If our discussion has brought more clarity regarding this subject, feel free to let Madhu know by emailing her at madhu at I also invite you to share your comments on her social media, on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, and make sure you don't miss the next two episodes of this series.